You're listening to the Weekly Portland Podcast. For a complete list of episodes, visit pdxpod.com or find us on iTunes or your favourite podcast app. Remember to like, share and subscribe. City Liquidators has been saving locals money for 40 years since its inception in 1977. Founded by Walt Pallett, the company remains family-owned, uniting generations of the Pallett family who could be found daily on the sales floor. The store boasts over 500,000 square feet stocked with new furniture. That's over 15 football fields. That's American football, folks. Today we visit the east end of the Morrison Bridge and chat with Walt's son, Zach Pellett. We also make a stop at the Rich Now headquarters in Northeast. CEO Steve Banfield discusses the luxury car sharing service with us. So hopefully you clicked on us on purpose, but if not, well, think of it as a happy accident. I'm the showrunner. Gregory Day, and we are the Weekly Portland Podcast. So we're going to begin with Zach today at City Liquidators. You're a minister, is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. Yeah, we uh, wow. we started a church here in Portland, and it's sort of a sister church to headquarters in Texas. And it's Dominion Life PDX? Uh, yes, sir. You've traveled a lot. And yes, you've spread the word yeah. a lot. For ministry, I've traveled, um, you know, mostly domestically, uh, different states. And um, I started leaving the country in uh, July last year when we were in Ukraine together. And uh, you, you, So how did you end up in the Ukraine? Um, the head of our ministry, um, Curry Blake, in Texas, at the Texas branch... He is the leader of the of the main ministry, branch? I okay. guess. Yeah, right. I mean, obviously, it's a Jesus uh, show. We're about Jesus, but it's a he, Jesus show. Yeah, but he <laughs> is uh, one of our leaders. He's our one of our leaders, and okay. my pastors um, are the Russian-speaking liaison, I guess, to the Russian-speaking world. Uh, for the ministry. Oh, do you know any Russian? Have you picked up? I any? mean, I know enough to get another uh, breakfast treat out of my wife's <laughs> mother, but not enough to really get along. Have you lived in Portland your whole life? Mm-hmm. Is is I mean, you've been part of this business for right. so long time. Right, right. I've been in Portland my entire life, uh, born and raised. Uh, which I guess is hard to find now. There's so many new people yeah, here. Yeah, you're but, a unicorn. Uh, exactly, right. exactly. Even in Belarus, when I go, it's a unicorn. It's so hard to get into the country with the visas and stuff. But um, Europe is fine. It's very open. Uh, the people that ask us to come are um, very sincere, and they really Christian. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Christian uh, organizations, and um, I, I'm. Connected, I guess, with a lot of Russian-speaking people, so we have a lot of connections in that uh, part of the world. Well, that's great. And, okay, uh, you've worked for City Liquidators mm-hmm. 
for your entire life? Yeah, since I was probably 12 or 13. You're the kid in the commercials. Yeah, boy, that's embarrassing. But yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I does was. that get brought up a lot? Uh, it does, but it's sort of... Uh, you know, it helps me actually not to be embarrassed now because, like, what more? what's more embarrassing than, uh, <laughs> you know, being on TV your childhood? What's the best part about Labor Day? No work. No school. That's cool. At a furniture sale like never before. Get down here now. <laughs> it's a furniture sale everyone's talking about. Our dad says, why well, count it? Let's sell it. a big part of your childhood yeah it was yeah i i've grown up in this store doing deliveries and warehouse work um sales uh, purchasing sort of every job you could think of and deliveries and um just recently uh, i got married and i'll be headed to belarus um, you did and congratulations yeah, thank by you. the way thanks thanks and this was a an intercontinental romance yeah sort of crazy story my wife's sister emailed to help with the church and your uh, wife's sister yeah okay. before i before i knew either of them she um emailed us from Berlin and says, we want to come help with Dominion Life, but we don't want to go to Texas. It's hot. We want to come to Portland. And they're from Berlin. I just figured they'd never show up. You know, I was like, well, you know, maybe they'll come, whatever. So this uh, family came and they ended up staying in my house for like four months and they had kids and we had a great time. And then when I went to Ukraine on that trip with my pastors, they speak Russian so they can minister just fine. But me, I'm like the odd man out. And so my wife's sister uh, came on that trip. I, I want to just talk about your family. Sure, I mean, sure. Since we're here, City Liquidators, uh, Walt Pellet, Pamela Pellet, mm -hmm. great parents. Yeah, yeah. And big in the community. Mm -hmm. And City Liquidators has been a big, big part of uh, Portland history since 1977. Yes, sir. And you've been involved. What is your role? How has your role developed here um, at the business? I mean, you're never allowed to say that's not my job, you know. You do what needs to be done. And I sort of grew up and I watched my mother and father work, but they also put me in this department or that. You know, I did deliveries for a few years and sold you furniture. You did your deliveries? Yes, sir. And I mean, you know, he strikes me as very sort of workmanlike who is uh, that? appeal you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he, a hard worker. He is. <laughs> and he I remember there was an interview of him on television talking about gentrification mm -hmm. and uh, how it's a working class city. He's looking to, you know, uh, see folks who, you know, he's all about, you know, the working man. Yeah. Yes, That's sir. your dad? Yeah. You uh, might call him a workaholic. You know, he he. Even to this it. day, yes. Yeah, he's 83, but he's still at home. He's uh, he's not here in the building every day, but he's still working. He's sending in uh, orders or sending in emails, sending in uh, different things for people to be working on and complete. And he's he's still very very sharp and. Uh, does he yep. still boss you around, still ask well, a million questions? I mean, he asks a million questions. He doesn't boss me around, but he, I think he would like to see it happen his way. Um, okay. And there's a certain balance. In every family business, I think there has to be. There's a certain balance of, um, you know, my <laughs> sisters work here also, and my mother and my father. And Yes. it's uh, It could be a hot 
hectic environment and it could be really smooth it just you know there's a lot of factors here and that's right uh, you sort of develop how to work together yeah right uh and she's sort of taken over the role in the uh the advertising correct yeah um, she does a lot of that and um a lot of the online stuff as well and my mother also still does the advertising and i sort of do the the day-to-day operations i you know, I'm on the sales floor. You're a busy floor. guy out there on the sales floor. Yes, sir. I, yeah. I have a hard time getting your attention out there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's such a big building, and then you've got the building right across the street. Yeah. We've got actually uh, five or six buildings in the neighborhood, uh, most of them used for furniture and for the store. Um, so that's sort of kind of how we do what we do. We have so much square footage. Where other guys, they spend all their money on renting a nice showroom. Now, we're under the bridge. We don't have a fancy showroom, you know, beat up wood floors and and no air conditioning. But um, we don't have to pay for rent so we can buy uh, better and you make your money on the buy. And so we can have a cheaper price because we don't have to spend all that money on rent. Yeah. Yeah. And Cindy Liquidators has been doing it for a long, long time. Do you think you'll miss the business should you move on? Um, I'll be gone for a little while, and um, I will miss sort of the operation. I like the people. I like the employees, but I like the um, customers, and just the interaction is is very unique, but it's very fun. And then all the employees, many of them have been here my whole life, you know, like 20 years even, and some even longer than that. Really? So they're they're very much family, even if they're not exactly related. They've been here like an extra uncle or something. Like 50 employees, 50 or so employees? Uh, 40 to 50, yeah. Yeah, I yeah. believe so. So a lot like uh, long-term employees and yeah. uh, they're almost like family too. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them used to, you know, like when we were kids, we'd come here after school and we would um, do our homework, <laughs> you know, and, and then when we got old enough, we would we would work from three to six in high school and then uh, on the weekends that's the big days for selling you know and all my friends uh, in high school worked here we probably had 12 or 13 guys from school working here really yeah yeah all through the summer and then during the week and uh sort of was a fun (laughs) experience you know Uh, it's very very unique work situation but i've done it my whole life and sort of don't know what the other side looks like, you know? And how did you how did you gravitate towards ministry? I mean, you're a great public speaker. I've seen video of you. You're a natural. And it, it, how did did someone recruit you? Was it something you sought out yourself? Um, well, the public speaker thing, maybe that's from having to speak on these television commercials my whole childhood. And that sort of, you know, it... Yeah, makes from a very so you, young age, you were yeah. out there on the screen. Yeah, I think for like 18 months or something like that. I'm on these silly commercials. But um, I was like a drug addict for a while and just a kind of a crazy – A drug addict? Yeah, sort of a crazy person. And uh, oh, I don't know anything about this. Yeah, this – okay, well, I was uh, sort of into the party scene and nobody really, really recruited me. You know, nobody says, hey, you need to give your life to Jesus. I mean, people would say kind of cliche things about God, like, you know, but, you know, I went to Sunday school and stuff. I knew about God. I just never anything that would uh, change me. Um, But I was in my grandpa's church in Georgia, and I was down there for a Georgia, United States. Uh, Yes, yes. And uh, 
I was down there for a wedding and just plastered drunk. Yeah, Atlanta, outside of Atlanta. All right, I know Atlanta very well. Yeah, I I just plastered drunk at this (laughs) wedding. And then the following day, you know, we go to church with my grandpa. It's sort of a, uh, it was like a tradition for me, you know. We would just, every time we're in Atlanta, we'd go to church with grandpa. And the people there don't really know me or know my um, story. They don't know my past. And we were in there, and I'm super hungover, and all of a sudden, the pastor stops his message and says, well, there's this guy right here, and he's done this and this and this, and told all my secrets to me. And these guys don't know me. They don't know my story. They don't know what I was into. They knew I, I needed maybe, you know, they knew I was doing bad, but they didn't know these details, and this guy just tells all my secrets. And I'm freaked out. I'm really, like, scared. Like, how do, Grandpa, how does this guy know my stuff you know like nobody knows this stuff and uh my grandpa tells me like well jesus did this in the bible like there's a there's a woman at the well you know and there's this story where uh you know jesus reveals her secrets and caused her to believe in him and and so i sort of gave my life to christ at that point and came back looking for answers uh in the god arena and then i sort of followed my grandpa around for six months, different meetings, and then I found my way to um, Dominion Life in Texas and went to a few meetings with them and then started a church in the house and took off from there. So two years of this, two years of just sort of drinking. and uh, That was probably closer to four years of just being a, a druggie. And a druggie? Yeah, I mean, drugs and alcohol, but just a party crazy man. Okay, party crazy man. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's how... details there, but, you know, <laughs> that guy's dead, you know? I, it's a news act. This right, year it, now. it's old news. Yeah. Look what it is. We have brand name furniture. New in a box, 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 new in a box. Thank you, Zach. Now we're going to speak with Steve Banfield. Now he's the CEO of ReachNow, the luxury car sharing service. Now I use ReachNow quite often. The luxury car sharing service is fantastic. It's often cheaper than Uber. I don't think a lot of people even realize that, but it's, it's very affordable. Let's hear more from Steve Banfield himself. Portland was our second market. You know, ReachNow is headquartered in Seattle. It's our North American headquarters, and Seattle was our first market. And so that's where we have our, you know, kind of our core team is up there. But last September, we launched here in Portland, and we've continued to expand um, since then. So we've continued to expand a couple of times in the geographic area. We've added, last fall, we added 30 uh, i3 electric cars. And then most recently, we continued to expand to cover one of the PCC campuses and also the, the St. John's area. How many vehicles are in Portland now? About 350. Wow, three fifty. Yeah, had no idea it was that many. But uh, I three electric cars, uh, BMW X ones, which are the small uh, sports activity vehicles. Uh, no wonder why and, I see so many of these then, things. And on the then road. Uh, a bunch of minis, a lot of mini mini clubmen <laughs> uh, that are really great. And uh, you know we've we've got some great cars here. Uh, and you know it's the the thing everyone you know the they're not just stripped down cars. These are, are great cars with leather seats. They've got all the nice features there. You know, they have, uh, during some of the really bad weather you guys had down here this winter, the ice storms, you know, almost all of our cars, uh, with the exception of the, the, the electric car, a lot of them have four wheel drive. 
and people were, you know, using our cars instead of trying to get around in their own car because we just had better traction. We could help them get around when it's bad weather. Now, Reach now is a technically a startup. Yes. And you make the joke that you have this rich uncle owner. Oh, don't! I'm not telling that joke again. I am not telling. No, the way to, I'm not definitely not telling that joke. Jokes again. expired. Um, okay. Jokes expired. No, but we are we are a wholly owned subsidiary of BMW, um, and we're a little different in that we're you know we're a startup. Um, we weren't uh, we weren't an external company that was bought by BMW. We weren't kind of acquired into the company. We really we really created and incubated within BMW. Um, and, you know, when I joined and when I was going through the interview process to talk to the folks um, uh, to take this role, uh, you know, I asked him, are you looking to build a, a BMW office in the Pacific Northwest or are you looking to build a startup within BMW? Because, you know, BMW is a 100-year-old company. It's got a history of innovation. It's built great, amazing, you know, quite literally the ultimate driving machine, as, as, as we've said, you know, on more than one occasion. Uh, and, and it's a, it's a great company with a great history, but, you know, building an extension of that versus building a new startup to build a completely new kind of business within BMW is something different. And it was very clear they wanted to, to leverage the, uh, dynamism and the, the people, uh, that the Pacific Northwest has, um, both, uh, to build our team, to build our company and, and to be our first customers. And so that's why what we've, what we've been doing here. Well, we're, we're happy to have you. And I, I, I now I, I did some research to, before we spoke and you're on a, a couple of podcasts. You described the I eight, uh, sex on wheels. <laughs> Are there any I eights available? Unfortunately, no, no, uh, we don't, we don't have an I eight on, uh, on the fleet in the fleet. Um, you know, it's, it's Watching funny. Those YouTube videos. I know they, they're so beautiful. That car is so beautiful. Um, and you know, it's, it's really, uh, it's something we've talked about. We you know, do we want to get one for promotional use? Maybe this summer we'll have one and we'll put the reach on, you know, reach out, uh, logos and, and things on it. Yeah. But, uh, um, it's, you know, and, and the other thing is people forget that, um, you know, BMW Group also, in addition to the BMW brand, obviously, and the Mini brand, we also own Rolls-Royce. And somebody, you know, occasionally will ask me, when are we going to have a Rolls-Royce in the fleet? And same answer, right? We don't, you know, no no, plan, no plans right away for you to be able to uh, reserve a Rolls-Royce with your mobile phone. But uh, uh, it's, it's a fun idea. By the way, I signed up while I was listening to your interview last night. It took five minutes. Great. Thank Scanned you. my driver's license, and I put in my address, credit card. Five minutes, I'm done. I'm ready to drive. Yeah, we, Incredible. we really, from the beginning, we prided ourselves on this idea of, of fast sign-up and to make it as simple as easy as possible. And, 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 and I think for the vast majority of users, we get there. We don't, we don't, it's not perfect every time. Um, but the whole idea is you can scan the front and back of your driver's license, exactly what you did. You scan, get your credit card number in and you take a selfie and we face match your selfie, your beautiful face, your beautiful driver's license photo, which hopefully those, 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 you know, match up well. And, and, uh, we can get you on the road in about five minutes. Uh, and it really is great. And then most recently, um, just, uh, about a week ago, we launched a, an update of our software, 
um, that we, we kind of had a code name for it. We called it Fastlane. And we've now sped up the, the whole process of reserving a car and locking a car by a factor of four or five. So now when you go to reserve a car, you know, once you, you choose a car, you can reserve it and you have about 30 minutes to get to the car before you have to drive. That reservation kicks in almost right away. And then once you get up to the car and hit, you hit the button on the app to unlock it, that unlocking can take, you know, maybe five seconds. It's really quick. What I want people in Portland understand is, is, you know, as you know, we really want to be a Portland company. Um, you know, our headquarters are in Seattle, obviously, but, but we've, we've put a, a, a brand new office here where we're recording this podcast, uh, over here on, on Northeast Flanders. Um, you know, we're, we're, we've got a team of four down here. In fact, we just actually now five, we just added our fifth person, I should say, um, which we're really excited about. So we're growing here in the Portland market from a, from a staff standpoint, we've grown from a coverage standpoint in terms of the, the, the parts of the city we're covering. We're continuing to add more features. We're improving our performance because, you know, we want to listen to our customers and, and do more things. So we're, I want Portland to feel like this is your service, right? If you look at some of the other services out here, they're not headquartered here. They don't necessarily have offices here. They're not. They're not committed to this market and to the Pacific Northwest and being really part of this uh, this world in the way that I think Reach Now is. And I hope that um, that shows through in what we try to do and our commitment to to Portland and its and to the entire Pacific Northwest. And and uh, and, and people will give us a try. Now that's Steve Banfield showing how to close a show properly. <laughs> fantastic. That is Thank fantastic. You. Thank you. Thank fun, you. Really. No, I'm glad. Thanks for coming. I really appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the Weekly Portland Podcast. My name is Gregory Day. I will be here next week. Please join me. this weekend. I'm a cheerleader. <laughs> I know, do what you tell your kids. Relax, be natural, be normal. Screw you. <laughs> a city liquidators. Touchdown. <laughs>